Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Next, we have Tim Schleiger, the Director of the Sports Clinic of Melbourne. He is located in Paran. His topic is discussing the key to strong working relationships between physiotherapists and strength and conditioning coaches. Welcome, Tim. Uh, thanks for having me, Jack. First and foremost, uh, well done on getting the group together. Like you've done a terrific job in uh, pulling together a group of guys in a pretty short period of time. So well done. No, nah, thanks, mate. I'm, I'm absolutely loving the the uh, panel that we have and, and just, yeah, hosting this um, event, mate. It's um, working a treat and no doubt the ones that are tuned in, uh, we've still got 30 uh, listeners that have listened through the whole way. So well done to you guys and, and thanks to the whole panel for, for jumping on, mate. But we'll jump in, folks. Well, it's, it's, um, good, it's good to have Woody back because it looks like he was starting to um, atrophy a bit. So he's obviously got some nutrition on board there. To, uh, yeah, bravo, well done. Um, so look, I also come in with another side tonight quickly, Jack, and that's just to say for those of you that were uh, part of the Victorian shit show the last couple of years, um, it, it brings me a lot of joy just to see everyone back, obviously after the role that, uh, Tony Doherty and I and a few others played going from, um, gym owners and physio clinic owners to all of a sudden becoming gym lobbyists and, political activists and doing negotiations with government. It's just so good to see how an underappreciated industry has come back to life. Um, I know there's a range of, of outcomes in terms of some gyms have gone particularly well, some haven't, but it's great to see you guys who are passionate about the industry uh, back on track. I know that uh, Woody tends to call me dad a lot, so I do sort of feel a little bit like the old bloke here who's, you know, when I hear about, you know, experiences from the, you know, the mid-2000s, I'm thinking, geez, I was already, you know, 15 years into it at that point, but it's it's just so good to see a great group um, here. So so well done to all of you that you're, you're back and you're open and you're going well. Oh, mate, the, the Don, hey, you, you, you saved us. You kept us batting. Now, appreciate your work. Tim and um, I was lucky enough to get in contact with you through a local colleague and and I know as soon as things were whispers were happening um, you were the first man to to get on the, the call and you did a great job of keeping us in the loop with everything everyone working in gym so I really appreciate your work. No thanks we'll, Jack. We'll, we'll get into into the topic mate T- tips we'll start with tips for stre- strength and conditioning coaches that are listening in that have had uh, a struggle in the workplace to connect or get on the same page with their medical um, teammates? Well I, well, I think so. When we started this sort of movement in, uh, it was 1995, so ESSA hadn't been sort of invented at that time and we took in the first ever exercise physiologist graduates um, and there was nowhere else for an exercise physiologist to go except for our business because of the relationships we created with orthopaedic surgeons that were forward thinking about going, look, and, and when I say this, Chris, because we've got physios and S&Cs and everyone on board, it was just that thing of just going sometimes the minute stuff around just spending too much time doing a clam and doing all that sort of stuff wasn't relevant and just firing up a good old glute max and having a femoral head sit better in a hip joint around a whole host of things 
there were there was components that 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 we were able to offer at the time as an SNC based business with physios in it, which were driven from an SNC, but someone that was very passionate about movement training and sports specific training, etc. As a as a you know an NSL soccer player that had failed through you know, what was OP at the time, but it was the old inguinal hernias. I felt really passionate about bringing in all sorts of things. We, we you know, through Bowden Babchek and we bought yoga in in 1996, you know, and all these different things that, you know, are now commonplace. And as you know, Jack, you've, you've had the history lesson from me about where everything comes from. But I think the key component is I use a saying a lot and I say, seek first to understand where someone comes from. So I think the beauty of what we're talking about today is we've got these really wonderful strength and conditioning coaches who have such amazing strengths. And then like in our clinic, we've got, you know, five or six of those and then we who are working in AFL systems and so forth. And then we've also got, you know, seven or eight physiotherapists as well. And the soft cap's been good to us. Where we've been able to pinch a couple of guys that, you know, with young families haven't perhaps been able to, um, you know, commit to a football club on that level. Uh, and so then it's enabled us to sort of talk about that Venn diagram where, you know, if we understand where the strength and conditioning coach is coming from, and if we understand where the physiotherapist is coming from, we know that from an SNC component that a physiotherapist is probably going to be more often than not conservative with some things. And we know that probably traditionally the SNC person without perhaps the injury history component in where their trainings come from is possibly going to be trying to push the envelope. Then you've got, you've got your sports med docs, your high performance coaches. And also we, we look at the dynamic and especially we've certainly seen that in the last five years is everyone's trying to look after their job in the high performance environment. And so it can, you know, if the club's doing well, well, fantastic. But if the club's struggling, then obviously, that can become somewhat of a shit show. So we're in private practice now. So by developing relationships, by understanding whether it's within the clinic, I think I think that Venn diagram, rather than there only being a small meeting point, mm. what I like to talk about is that that Venn diagram meeting point becomes bigger because how wonderful I know with the physios in my clinic, if Chris could know, I don't have to fill in the gaps with this S&C because he's across all that sort of stuff. He's not only done his master's, he's a good programmer, but because Chris knows he that SNC is in his locker, he spent a bit of time and he, he knows that he's going to get a, a relevant uh, activation program, relevant for that person, whether it's firing up a QF or getting a glute mead going or whatever the case is in order to get a glute max hip hinge movement done properly and efficiently, maybe with the Maya who's done a SOAS release earlier, if, if Chris knows that's being done, then he can get on with more important stuff too. Uh, and so I think the physio needs to strive to also try and find more S&Cs who can fill the middle of that Venn diagram, but also the same way the S&Cs need to go, well, look, it's one thing to meet out and reach out to a physiotherapist from private practice, but also go and spend some time, you know, as um, – you know, as each of you, I think, have talked about tonight where you've said, you know, don't be, don't be cagey with your information. You know, 28 years in, you know, anyone I've seen who's been cagey with their, their desire to share knowledge over time um, isn't still in the industry or mm. they got tired of it. 
And I think the one thing we haven't touched on, which I think, um, you know, uh, Durham, you touched on it a little bit, and I think Jared as well, is like you're trying to fit those little minuscule bits into an already overloaded week. Um, Through communication, you can start to understand it. And certainly for me in my life, I find that, you know, working in performance sport, when you've treated and got through their careers, the guys that are now the coaches and the, the high-performance coaches have worked for you and they were young, life's pretty easy. You can go about your work with confidence knowing that the club knows what you're doing. So I know that we talk about on social media, they go, just be careful, you know, because you don't want to step on the club's toes certainly for anyone that comes into our clinic to see me from international soccer or A-League soccer or the AFL guys coming through, because I've got such a good working relationship over, you know, nearly three decades with doctors, with surgeons and so forth, that if anything, I'll get a call from the doctor going, hey, the young lad's broken down again. Could you just check on his mental state? And I'm not even in the system. I'm in, you know, I'm in it for the boy, the lad. And I think Mike put that so well where he said, look, yeah, like you can put your phone on aeroplane mode, but the one lesson I say to each person in this industry, and even though, you know, we've watched, you know, our good friends Cam Falloon and Richie Burnett do well and, and with a BFT sale, the reality is the bulk of people that will enter this industry, by the time you've got your private business going, you're working really hard, you're getting a lot of efficacy out of what you do, and that's a really great outcome. If you wanted to make a whole heap of money, you could work half as hard, be mind-numbed, work in investment banking, and wait, make way more money. But that's not why each of you are sitting here and passionate about the industry. So I think just remember that, that over time, your passion that drives it, um, you know, Woody talked about, you know, being who he was, the authenticity, building the relationships, don't be cagey. They're the critical moments. So if there are any S&C coaches sitting out there, don't sit there, don't sit there in fear of that sports doctor or that surgeon or that, um, you know, or, or the, the physio that's perhaps maybe got a bit of a complex or, or, or your perception of that information. And I think it's really important that, you break down those barriers so that you can improve your relationships because once your relationships are improved, then away you go. And I was, I was thinking tonight, you know, what's your definition of delegation? So if I'm Chris and I'm saying, right, okay, I want this glute program, you know, and there's an S&C coach that's just started at West Coast Health and we've certainly go through that and, you know, seeking first to understand what that guy knows. So I can sit there because we're all time poor, we're on the hop and doing what we do. But then to say to Chris and say, um, you know, Chris, Chris, okay, well, here's your program. We, we need a lot of hip hinge stuff. We're going to do a lot of anterior oblique chain, posterior longitudinal stuff. We're going to do all that. We've got the measures we're going to do. Now, that language is, is something that, you know, it may be clear to us and that person may be somewhat different in terms of what their perception of, even though in our minds it's perfectly clear. So, you know, um, you know, someone like Bucks is a ripper at all this sort of stuff where he talks about how he breaks down the language and so they understand not only do we need to understand the scientific jargon, 
and be able to share that together in that middle of that Venn diagram. But also what we need to be able to do is ensure that the language we're using actually means the same thing. And so what's your definition of honesty? What's your definition of if we can find that correct language, then your delegation process is, well, I need that programming in my head. That's what I thought I was getting. And is your S&C understanding it? So you can see also we've got the issue of learning. We've got the issue of a master's in S&C. We've got the issue of a sports master's physio. And not only are they trained differently, but we want to make sure that the language they're using actually means the same. And that actually you've got to spend a bit of time with people. And that's why you'll often see in the, in the, in the, the sports sector that each of you all know that, that, you know, is it that, you know, by the time I've got, uh, I've been through four different roles at a footy club, but I know that S&C understands what I'm saying. Or the AFL coach says, I know that that assistant coach understands what I'm saying. So, I just can't, you know, you know, enforce enough to those SNCs to be, to be, if you're really passionate, you really want to go to that next level, make contact with these people, uh, stalk them even to a point. Uh, I'm not saying get an, uh, you know, a police order out on you or anything like that, but certainly make those connections with people. Uh, and so all of a sudden you're understanding. I mean, for anyone in rehab, as, as Chris will say, like your perception of how you rehabilitate, you know, a hip scope becomes very different after you've watched one. And so the more tangible information you guys can get, the more common language you can get, the more of that Venn diagram becomes not a small little space but a very large one. I tell you what, that's the sort of stuff that's going to build a lot of success in what you do. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this bite-sized interview with Tim Schlager. We're just going to take a quick break to play a snippet of episode 53 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, which is a full interview with Tim. If you're working with youth athletes, do you try and um, build resilience through you know, adding in some, some uh, more hardship in the drills and that sort of thing? Or is it just a matter of this is the way it is that's... Uh, you know, two different beasts. So, you know, let's embrace the strengths that one environment brings and, and focus on those. You know what I mean? Like what's the approach? Do we try and change it or is well, it just not, not changeable? I, I, and- I completely get what you're saying and I still believe 100% is there's a couple of boxes, you know, growing up with martial arts and all that sort of stuff. So there's a couple of boxes that I love. And so if whether you're into being punched in the face or not and all that sort of stuff. But there are a couple of guys that I use as athlete role models. And one is a guy called Canelo Alvarez, who's probably pound for pound the best boxer in the world. Um, and there's another guy called Vasil Lomachenko. And so Ukrainian athlete. And so for you, if there's anyone online that doesn't know about these guys, don't, whether you're into boxing or not, just Google them and then Google their training and Google some of the things they go through. And this is, this is what I preach to all my junior athletes coming through, which is why, you know, on the relationships that I have across sport is every, every athlete at some point is going to get tested. To hear more from Tim Schlager, make sure to scroll to episode 53 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Now back to the rest of the Bite Size interview with Tim. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, you mentioned the importance of building that relationship in, in a leadership position for a facility. Like you have the ability where 
your physios and strength and conditioning coaches are actually in the same building, so that must help opposed to obviously working via email and those sort of communication platforms where other clinics um, may have to do if they're not working together. Um, but it, it, when, and I imagine it happens at time in your uh, facility where they are butting heads and they're not seeing eye to eye but they're managing the same athlete, as it, from a leader's perspective, how do you... Are we saying, are we, are we saying in the facility or are we saying in the... Um, or, or just out with uh, are they at a footy club? No, within your facility. So for for for, for business owners that would never happen. Would never happen. Like in terms of there could be a, a budding head around some comfortable dialogue because I would I would get my experienced S and Cs to be wanting to challenge the physio. But the other thing we we do to break down those barriers, if we had a Mike Crichton working, I'd have him present a lot of information to the physios because the physios have received their training and that's what they do. And I would have the physios doing a lot of presenting uh, presenting to Mike. And so Mike already understands that, mm, you know what, he's actually not that strong in that area or we always know that Dave is coming from that space or, or Ryan's coming from that space. So you understand, and it's the same with orthopedic surgeons, you know, I've got, I've got orthopods and I'm, I'm sure Chris does this all the time where you go, you know, he's 65 um, and he's he's plays golf at, you know, Royal Melbourne and there's a surgeon that's just perfect for that kind of bloke because you'll want to get back to 18 holes. And then there's, you know, someone who wants a surgeon that's prepared to push the boundaries a bit because this bloke goes, I can't just get back to that level of KPI. I want to get back to that in my life. And then, of course, you've got athletes again that are that level of, you know, you couldn't have a conservative orthopedic surgeon working in alignment with a footy club. It just wouldn't happen. You've got to have someone at time who's prepared to take a risk to go, well, we've got to get this player back for the finals. Mm. So, you know, I think healthy dialogue is good and I think always the S&C should be pushing the high performance. Obviously, you have to understand all the different dynamics of what's going on amongst medical docs. But I've also seen some really funny stuff where you've also got to stay within your lanes. And so, you know, there was an AFL club last year, for instance, where let's call it a high-performance coach who has an area that is, um, you know, is his area of high performance at the football club. But now he's not a surgeon. But yet at that football club, that particular high-performance coach was not able or, or, sorry, the surgeon was not able to guarantee a surgery had gone through unless it was ticked off not by a panel, including the medical department, but just the high-performance coach. Now, for mine, you've got to stay within your lane. You seek the advice from an expert in another area. You're not, by the time you're a high-performance coach, you're not an orthopod, a sports doc. You've got to surround yourself with good people, good relationships, and create that Venn diagram. So the same model we've used in, you know, in high-performance environments and, they've, and people have got your back and you, you're using similar language is the same thing you can create in your private sector. And the thing is, when your people come in, and even if it's for a hip replacement or, as Chris was saying, you bring in the force plates and those sort of things, the technology you use with athletes all of a sudden gives the opportunity for, you know, for them to say, oh, mate, I was next to, you know, um, a certain player yesterday, I was next to Juddy or whatever else, and that was great. You know what? I'm doing similar sort of stuff that he's doing, and that just helps drag up the quality of the, the of of the whole environment. 
it can create an environment also that is uh, not always, it doesn't mean it's going to include everyone, but that's okay too. As Mike was saying, you're going to, you're going to attract actually certain sorts of patients into your, your place that are, that are motivated and they want to get better and they want to get the best outcomes and that works perfectly because that's what you want, a high-performance centre, not just for your athletes, but also for your general population. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing, Clive. We could go on all night, mate. I mate, I was going to say, get short. I feel so sorry for Sean. Sean looks he's – had, <laughs> he's had four pec stretches, seven yawns, and rubbed his eyes nine times. So get the poor bloke on. Uh, I reckon he's ready to roll. <laughs> We're finishing with energy. That's what I thought. We need, it's, it could get late tonight, so I thought we'll have Sean at the end and he's just going to pick us up. <laughs> now, nah, thanks to Schlags. If for, for the athletes as well as coaches, practitioners, uh, parents that want to send their kids to your clinic, where's the best place to get in contact? Uh, so it's just uh, I'm more aligned with the, the old blokes in the group. So anyone with a bald head and my grey beard, just remember it's the Sports Clinic of Melbourne. That's where I work. Uh, Vic Active is still going to be doing a little bit of work this year just to put a bit of political pressure on the landscape. We've got some stuff coming out in the next couple of weeks in Victoria just to make sure that uh, we get an essential service type scenario going. Oh, so there's, there's, there's a couple of things there coming out in the next month that I've, uh, I've, I've just sort of got humming along in the background. Uh, and then I've got the Instagram Tim Schleiger coach page, but you know, any of that sort of stuff, people can find me if they want. And if they don't, that's fine too. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thanks folks. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian from Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, I suppose it is... Um... It'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, game changes, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete for. Yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with academy member Rama Davies, the friendly conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome Rama to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you Rama to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful. Plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my my question to you was: you spoke a, a, quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, 
Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it, yeah, certainly, yeah, has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, I suppose one thing I might mention is, is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just a bit to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm -hmm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and, um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.